Hey guys, welcome back to Navigate. Our hope here is to help you engage with God. My name is Ben and I'm joined with Ryan and today we're continuing in the book of Acts. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9 verse 1 to 19. And in this passage we're reminded of God's miraculous work in saving Saul and it's such an encouragement. As we work through this passage we hope it's refreshing wherever you are today. Here's what God's word says starting at Acts chapter 9 verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there, speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but, op- but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he, sa- he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord uh, said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. So I'm joined with Ryan and we're going to have a chat over this passage. And Ryan, this is Saul's conversion, one of the Mm. most kind of amazing moments in the book of Acts. Yeah, that's right. We saw, like we were introduced to Saul a while ago with Stephen when he was stoned to death and Saul was there kind of holding everyone's coats and kind of approving of it. And yeah. then we see that him, um, you know, before we met, f- um, yeah, Philip, he's kind of out there persecuting the church. And mm. we kind of pick up that story here a bit with him on his way to Damascus because he hears of Christians and he's like, well, I'm going to go um, yeah, and, and get them and put them in jail and, um, you know, it, it talks about him breathing murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. You know, Paul actually says later on as he's reflecting on this time in his life that, yeah, he actually yeah, put Christians to death mm. um, through this period. Um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty intense kind of moment in the story. Like, is yeah. Saul going to keep doing his thing? Yeah, now we've seen in the last little bit, like, unlikely people being saved. Yeah. So Simon the Sorcerer, the mm. Ethiopian eunuch, um, and you get to this moment and you kind of think, okay, it doesn't get any worse than Saul. 
Mm. You know, like you think of right now, you know, in 2020 around the world, you think of the people who, you know, would be the most unlikely to be saved and mm. Saul trumps them. Yeah. You know, like this is not just a guy who's like, oh, not interested. <laughs> this is a guy who is killing Christians. He is so against this movement. Yeah. Um, so it's worth feeling that, mm. you know, that this is a guy, yeah, who, as you were saying before, he's been killing Christians. He's been, he's going, he's literally on his way to get them and put them in jail. Mm. But then obviously, as we heard read out before, something happens. Jesus meets him there. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's amazing line. Like Jesus calls Saul, yeah, by his name. It's just this personal interaction and it's, the questions are why do you persecute me um yeah it's a fascinating question because it's like whoa yeah how does that work yeah jesus to say that but um you know saul answers yeah who are you lord um and jesus answers i am jesus um who you are persecuting so he comes back to it again and Mm. yeah it's um it's really interesting how you know when we think about jesus connection to his people we often think of it of yeah, you know, from the other side of the story, our connection to Jesus, the how we're connected to Him. Um, yeah, we often don't yeah see it's actually true from the other side. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that Jesus is so um, united to us as His people that He feels what we feel. There's this the deep connection and empathy there. Yeah, it's kind of like He takes it personally. Yeah, when something happens yeah. to His people. Yeah, God is not apathetic to it. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't not care. Yeah, that's right. And you know, the the Bible talks about the church being the body of Christ mm. and it's like he's the head, we're the body, and it's like we know when we hurt our body, we feel it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah. Uh, you know, it triggers our brain, our head to kind of go, Hang on. Yeah, this something, hurts. Something's um, not right. Yeah, and we mm. kinda see that here. It's like when G and his body is hurt, um, he he is hurt. Mm. Um, which is an, an amazing just reality to our connection with Jesus, our relationship with him. Yeah, it's really helpful. So then he, yeah, says that. Why do you persecute me? And I love Saul's response. He's like, who are you, bro? (laughs) And then uh, Jesus reveals himself and says, I am Jesus who whom you are persecuting and you just have to kind of, as I was reading that before, you feel the, like the weight of that. Mm. Like, um, like imagine, you know, feeling that of just like, oh man, like I've been trying to stop this movement, mm. and then here he is in front of me. Yeah, it's it's that that moment where you realize you're on the wrong team. Yeah, it's like, yeah, damn, I'm stuffed. Yeah. Now what happens next is so amazing though, because yeah, yeah, like Saul should be stuffed here. You know, like yeah. this should be it. It's like, oh, I'm Jesus, and and you're done, <laughs> but. That's not what happens. Mm. Um, he goes on this journey then of being blinded and then uh, this guy called Ananias stepping up and kind of God working through and in Ananias as well to bring his sight mm. back. And, you know, in the last episode too, Ryan, we were talking about this idea that God works around us. Yeah. So there's this sense in which God is working. He doesn't need anyone in this story. Like he just rocks up, mm. hey, Saul. I'm Jesus, <laughs> believe in me. But he works in Ananias here as well, and it's mm. kind of worth noting, like, this would have been a big thing for Ananias. Yeah, or well, you see him there in verse 13, it's like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that moment, uh, do you realize 
the man you're asking me to go and 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 care for this guy is killing christians yeah. and you want me to to actually go to him um and yeah jesus the, the lord answers go <laughs> it's like yep yeah that's exactly what i'm asking you to do yeah and he says because it's almost like <laughs> you feel that way like lord do you want me to die by going to saul <laughs> yeah but jesus replies and says i'm actually going to use mm. saul in this and you get this kind of this verse too that's interesting he says i will show him how much he must suffer for my name which is kind of this foretaste of what's going to go on for Saul, yeah. who we also know as Paul, who will then go on telling people about Jesus. So it's mm. a shift from being trying to stop the movement of Jesus to helping people see Jesus and being a key instrument in this. And yeah. he will suffer and he will kind of go through persecution. And it's not this vindictive thing, you know, when you see it from Paul's angle. Mm. You know, he talks about it later on in his letters of like, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm. And it's kind of like, I don't care if I got to suffer, I got to suffer, but I just want people to know Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And it's the sense that he'll kind of understand what it means to, to belong to Jesus is to share in, in Jesus' sufferings. Yeah. Like yeah, he was, yeah, on the other side of that, inflicting the suffering of belonging to Jesus. Mm. But now he will actually experience what it means to suffer because of belonging to Jesus. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. Like, you know, Saul, uh, Paul, Saul, you know, he'll probably experience that in a pretty unique way from other people because he's kind of, you could say, on the front lines. He's taking the gospel yeah, to the Gentiles, taking the gospel to the, to the Jews in, in some part as well, which we see he's often getting stoned and kicked out of places and beaten because of the things he says. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's the rest of the story. Yeah, we'll get there yeah. at some point. This um, story of Saul's conversion, it does come up a few times in the book of Acts. Uh, and it is one of the key things throughout the book of Acts that is supposed to kind of give God's people everywhere an encouragement. Um, and so as we finish up this passage in this uh, episode today, there is a comfort here that God is able to save the most unlikely people. Um, there is no one that is outside of God's reach. They might come across that way. You know, it might be our friends or our family or the people we work with who seem so anti the message of Jesus, anti-Christianity. It might even be people that we watch on the news or, you know, we hear about um, on the internet about, you know, the people who are, you know, perhaps killing other people, um, tearing apart churches, all of that sort of stuff. But this passage is one of those stories that is, is meant to go, you know what, yes, there are enemies of Jesus, but God is bigger. Jesus is bigger, and He can save, and He does save even the most unlikely and the worst of the worst. And this story is here for us to kind of be encouraged in what God is doing in this world and kind of encourage, it's meant to be here, it's given to us to encourage us to not give up on some people as well to remind us that God can save unlikely people and that He does do this and to remind us to keep pushing into those spaces knowing that God can use us. And so we'd love to just leave that encouragement with you today that God saves people and it's such a good thing. Thanks for listening today. We hope you're able to hear God speak through His Word and that this was encouraging for you. We'd love to encourage you to take some time and pray for people. Um, and maybe, you know, there is, as you think of this passage, maybe there is some unlikely people that we'd love you to encourage. Uh, we'd love to encourage you to be praying for those people. Thanks heaps. We'll see you next time.